Welcome to Cloudlandia. Mr. Sullivan. <clears throat> General Jackson. <laughs> Welcome to Cloudlandia. <laughs> I, I upgraded you. I promoted you because <clears throat> you did a live, in-person, actually touching other human beings. Real people. That's right. Real, real people. You did that. Yes, I did that. And we haven't spoken since, have we? That's right. So I've got a report from mm. the field. It's, um, you know, it was like riding a bicycle, as they say. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, didn't, learn, I didn't forget your, the move. You didn't embarrass yeah. yourself. No, I didn't forget the move. I just knew exactly what to do. I, you, you know, put it back on like a comfortable shirt. and. Um, it was lovely and it was uh you know just like you remembered it felt like no time had passed in the mm -hmm. time between events um and it was different you know it, it's like um number one the the main difference of course was the you know to do a live breakthrough blueprint i left my house at four o'clock on sunday afternoon and I did not arrive back home till Wednesday at 7 p.m. And so mm -hmm. I was out of my Four Seasons bubble for the uh, for that amount of time. But um, you know, there's something to be said for the in between stuff. You know, like mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. lunches and and <clears throat> the socializing after and the um, gathering, you know, on the white couches before breakfast and, uh, or before the event, that, that kind of thing. So there's some definite, you know, positive elements of it. Um, and I, I all overall, I don't mind that it was in my environment. Um, you know, meaning I didn't have to fly somewhere to, uh, mm -hmm. to do it. So I didn't avoided the, air travel mm -hmm. uh but it was yeah it was very uh, you know I, I i'm a fan of of both now you know i mean yeah you're almost you're almost like bilingual i'm bilingual and but to have you just <laughs> cannot you cannot uh you know under you can't uh the the value of the expanded opportunity that we have with in Cloudlandia. Um, and I'll, I'll put these Zoom events squarely in the Cloudlandia column. You know, it's almost like coming back home uh, to the mainland to do the, uh, the live events. And, you know, who was there was our friend Norman uh, Dunnigan. Mm -hmm. Came down for the South uh, Carolina for the event, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we had a great, uh, it, you know, and he's he's squarely in the uh, likes the in person um, mm -hmm. um, events, and 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 I think there's something uh, to that. Norman's an in person um, kind of mm -hmm. guy. We had another. Uh, there was another strategic coach. Um, uh, gentleman there, John Slater, was there for the uh, 
event. He's from uh, Mississippi, and he has a yeah, employee John, benefits John, uh, company. Employee benefits, yeah. We had him as a guest on one of our free zone, um, <clears throat> our free zone two hour sessions uh-huh. about three weeks ago. So I'm asked, uh, you know, um, what I'm doing is that people who are really on the cusp of uh, joining mm-hmm. the free zone program. So for those uh-huh. of you who are listening for the first time, Strategic Coach, uh, which is the program that I have, Breakthrough Blueprint is the program that Dean has, but uh, the a Strategic Coach has three levels, Signature, 10 times, Ambition, and then the third level is called the Free Zone Frontier. And, and uh, so one way for people who are very, very close to joining the free zone, they're in the 10 times ambition program. I said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take your biggest possibility. And we have a thinking tool in the 10 times, which is called the certainty, uncertainty focus. Mm-hmm. And write down what the, you know, write down what the um, possibility is as you see it. And then um, write down in the certainty column everything that's got going for it that's proven. In other words, this is already working, this is already, this is working. And, and therefore, the possibility would just be a big expansion on what you're already doing. And then the uncertainty column, you write down everything you don't know about the, you know, you don't have the capability, you don't have the information, um, <clears throat> you don't have the knowledge, you don't have the connections. And I want you to come in and we'll put that up on the screen and you walk it through and tell everybody what it is. And then we have the free zone um, <clears throat> participants um, say what they can connect this person to or how mm-hmm. they think the person would go about it. And it's terrific. I mean, it's, um, and, you know, and frequently the person is kind of on the wrong track. I would say the uh, person who is, yeah. who is, um, and what I mean by that, they're, they're doing too much. In other words, yeah, and they probably, they're, they're, they're probably, their, notion yeah. their, their notion of their future is that they're still going to be doing a lot of howling, you know, yeah. and, uh, and our free zone people, um, say, well, that's really, a, you're going about it the long way. You're doing it the hard way. Mm-hmm. Here's a mm-hmm. here's a Denver, and uh, and all the people I've talked to, we've had about uh, three so far. I think three or four who've mm-hmm. <clears throat> come and visited with the free zone, and uh, uh, it's shocking to them. Mm-hmm. They've never been in a group like this. They've never gotten feedback like this, and right. there isn't anybody in the free zone. Uh, who is being unhelpful? You know, they're all saying, uh, um, you know, I think that you need a year of just going out and meeting and talking to people rather than trying to do the work. Yes, it's it's a really um, and it's fun to be able to look at these opportunities with. 3D glasses of knowing, mm-hmm. you know, are they, where are their 
assets as far as the VCR formula goes mm-hmm. of vision, <clears throat> capabilities, and reach. What, what are the assets that they have or need access to? If they've got mm-hmm. the capabilities and uh, and excess capacity, then it really is about you know, some vision for that with and some reach. Who's got and reach? I've I've really learned like if you break down what reach is, is really access to attention. That's really mm-hmm. the the thing because when it comes to um uh you know when in order for somebody to make a a decision it just needs to be brought to their attention and it's an Mm -hmm. interesting phrase i'm looking at all the ways we use the word attention right like so it's almost like because when you think about something being brought to your attention it's like some it's almost like getting an audience with this like untamable beast that we have living within us you know it's like that's the thing that we're all really struggling or uh or mastering is our ability to tame direct focus harness our attention in the direction that we want it to go as opposed Mm -hmm. to where it wants to go Mm -hmm. yeah Dean, in going through the <clears throat> three days of Breakthrough um, Blueprints and having, have you noticed uh, the, the participants themselves making comments about the difference <clears throat> between doing it in person and their their experience for the last year and a half or 15 months, uh, how many months? Yeah, I guess about 15 months. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did they did they comment on it at all? Well, let me think whether uh, that specifically came up because I don't believe that the people in the room. Oh no, a couple of them had done the virtual uh, ones as well. Um, there's definitely a there's definitely a richer full sensory experience of it more than a, do you know, I, I don't, it, it's, it's an interesting way to describe it. It's, it's reality. There's something about um, <clears throat> the different energy of being mm-hmm. in, in person than in, uh, than on the screen intellectually mm-hmm. and, and, uh, Practically speaking, there's, you know, it's efficient and you're getting, you know, 80 plus percent of what you're getting. But there's a dimensionality to the uh, to the to being in person and energy. And it's a different energy that I think we get into this, you know, I think there's some. Um, you know, different things that are going on in our bodies cellularly when we're in a, in a group energy kind of thing. What do you notice about your own attention? Uh, comparing well, where your, yeah. how your attention would be with yeah. the three days of zoom. And then the three days of 
um, essentially, you know, being, I guess, in kind of a circle of, of some sort, right? Yeah, yeah. We're around a boardroom table. That's how it was, mm-hmm. right? So it's a beautiful uh, boardroom. Um, and so we're all sitting there. The reason I like having the, um, you know, 10 or 12 people is a manageable number that is one conversation as opposed to when it gets beyond that, you've got sort of fractional conversations, three people Mm -hmm. down here are talking and, you know, and it's very like, if you're masterful at kind of controlling and keep everybody in tight, you can do it at 14 uh, people. But literally once you get beyond that, then you're, that's a struggle is keeping everybody in one conversation mm-hmm. and that. So in zoom, I don't know that you get that same sort of attention <clears throat> that you get because there's lots of room for other uh, distraction, I guess, too, you know, in somebody else's environment. But overall, mm-hmm. I think if you had to, if I had to, if you had to, choose and say i can only do one then i'd have to say that the future is in cloudlandia yeah that there's more opportunity and more um reach more um efficiency more uh, all of the things you know 80 percent uh yeah, it's it's. I think that's really the the reality. If yeah, you only uh, if you only do one. Here's what I've uh, done for my own thinking, and uh, mm-hmm. because we're going back, <clears throat> don't know the exact, you know, but it's in the fall, early fall. Yeah, and we'll be going back to um, I don't know the dates yet because uh, that's uh, above my security clearance here at the company. Right. You know, I, I I would be told at a certain point when a decision has been yeah. made and where, where I'm supposed to show up and, yeah. you know, and uh, how to get there, things like that. And uh, but one of the things I've done, uh, I've taken my original strategy circle um, uh-huh. thinking process, which goes back now 39 years, 39 years mm-hmm. since I created the strategy circle. and. Uh, for those who are listening that don't know it, this is a thinking tool, and it's a piece of paper that uh, on you start on the far right-hand side of the paper, and you have a vision for a particular achievement. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's actually, uh, you know, it's something that has the quality of being both bigger and better, and you have five boxes, and you put down what the date is. Okay, so my date would be the um, the end of this year. So I would do, I would do um, <clears throat> the end of 2021, and uh, this is a year that is going to be mostly Zoom-based workshops for strategic coach. But near the end of the year, we'll um, be increasing the number of in-person workshops, and that's for me. And we have 17 other coaches, so um, probably I would say we'll get in somewhere between 80 and a hundred in-person workshops in mm-hmm. out of the, out of the, 
more than 500 workshop days that we do in the year. So it'll be less than a quarter. And, uh, and what I'm going to write down is uh, on this right-hand side, what my Zoom standards are for. So what are the five things that Zoom has done for me over the last um, 15 months um, that I'm now going to establish as standards for performance? So in other words, I have Zoom workshops as a gold standard of how you do all workshops. Okay, this is my thesis here. Okay. And uh, then I'm going to come back, and so that's called vision, and there's a formula that I have called VODA. So the V of VODA, V-O-T-A, is vision. Then I come back, and I look at the obstacles, and I say, what are the obstacles that I'm noticing about the, uh, this in-person um, <clears throat> experimenting with this new approach of in-person workshops? <laughs> 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 and I'm going to write down everything that's an obstacle. You know, what I noticed doesn't, uh, it's harder to do in person than it was in Boda. And then I'm going to take the obstacle and I said, okay, so how do we solve this now? And um, my solution is going to be who, not how. In other mm -hmm. words, there's going to be a, uh, I don't want Dan working any harder in an in-person workshop than he works in a um, in a uh, Zoom workshop. So that's one of my standards there. I don't do anything more, but, uh, you know, it's not any more tiring. I'm just going to identify all the obstacles as I start back into the in-person experience. And then I'm mm -hmm. saying, okay, this has to be solved now. This obstacle has to be transformed. So vision, opposition, transformation. And then there's an action to take. And um, I'll use my VODA experience now to upgrade my in-person, my in-person performance. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. And so what? Are, that's an interesting, um, yeah, because now if you're setting it up as the virtual as the standard, that's got to be, yeah, that's an interesting uh, approach. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, I, VODA is just a formula that I use for the creation of all new concepts. And um, um, <clears throat> it's, uh, that became very, very clear because we've gone through a complete reevaluation of our intellectual property protection um, for a lot of different reasons. But mm -hmm. uh, uh, one thing that's come out is that um, that every single concept in the program, uh, which has been going on now for maybe 32 years in November that we've been starting the workshop program, that every new concept uh, that I've got, like free focus and buffer days, unique ability, largest check, uh, lifetime extender, they're all voter-based. There's a vision of something you'd like to see in the future. There's an obstacle to it in the present. And between the obstacle now and the vision, you have to transform the obstacle into action, uh, an achievement that will lead to the, lead to the, you know, to the, to the vision. And, uh, and so that's consistent about it, all of ours. And we've gone through it and we've checked every single concept we're using. 
And um, I can show where the vision, the opposition, the transformation, and the action is in every single one of our concepts. So there's a there's a family resemblance um, to to all of our concepts. And I said, mm-hmm. well, that's going to be true. That's that was true in the past, and it's going to be true in the future. But this is the biggest experience that we've had since we've started the program. That's really different. Really different. This is the uh, this is the big departure. Fifteen months. Uh, let's say it's a year and a half by the time yeah. we get back. And and I said, you know, this is a uh, gift. This year and a half has been a real gift because it's kind of gotten us completely outside of our normal system, so that we can see things from the outside. You know, we can see the in-person workshop from Cloudlandia mm-hmm. and our experience of Cloudlandia. And then we can say, you know, there's some things that are really great about this that are unique to in-person, and we're going to enhance mm-hmm. those. And we're going to enhance those. And there's some mm-hmm. which are now deemed deficient by our new Stand by our new um, Zoom standard. Yeah, um, that right. has to be either improved, improved or eliminated. So, how do you think? Like when you look at the, because uh, you know, obviously, the biggest thing about the in-person things is the. It's not. There's no denying that the in-person experience is richer. There's an added dimension that you can't, uh, it's like being there live or watching anything on TV. It's like that whole um, experience is different, but it's all the stuff around it and in between it that is, uh, mm-hmm. that creates the hassle. Like the, until we invent a teleporter, you know, the, the travel, the getting, the dragging your, carcass there is the biggest uh, thing that's the biggest uh, mm-hmm. friction you know is mm-hmm. having to get through the airport and we had a situation somebody who was going to come to the event uh and their flights on sunday were uh canceled like american was this was father's day to the sunday before the event but american airlines canceled hundreds of flights it was a big thing all over the the country because they were understaffed. They're they're you know they were overbooking mm-hmm. and understaffed, and they didn't have mm-hmm. the capacity. Um, and so that so, you know you just read and, headlines and, today. And, and, travel and, is back now, bigger so, than pre-COVID. Yeah. So in any way that our hearts might have softened towards American Airlines yeah. during the fifteen months. No, they're right. Again. <laughs> yeah, they're right back at the. We're not happy till you're not happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one thing that they held on to. Going through right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that worked for us for the last fifty years. And why, uh, you know, I don't, technology or no technology, we're sticking to our marketing strategy. We're not. Yeah, happy. that's right. You're not happy until. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're not happy we're not until, happy you're, not until happy. you're not happy. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's really right. That's right. Really oh weird. man. Yeah. So you think of that, it's like until we can uh you know fire up the uh 
the jet and mm-hmm. you know make that friction uh, free. Maybe that's just the thing, Dan. We just need to you know make that a reality. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the the thing is, um, you know, a great uh, human de- desire is um, for most people. There are other people who come at it the other direction, but for most people, I think that one of our great strivings, uh, regardless of how we're experiencing life, is to um, have less friction tomorrow than we had today. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I, I think mean, you're right, and that's why way, the feel like way, that's why whatever way that friction shows up in your life, and this can show up in lots of different ways. It's, um, it's uh, you know, it, it's five steps instead of two steps. That's friction. You know, it's uh, someone who just doesn't get it when you're talking to them. That's friction. Yeah, you know, it's poor service. That's friction. You know, you're expecting one yeah. thing and you got something worse. That's friction. Yeah. So yeah. my sense is that both Zoom and um, uh, and uh, in-person have their mm-hmm. friction issues. Okay. And yeah. so, uh, so, and um, <clears throat> uh, one of my clients sent me a book, very thick book. It's probably about two or 300 pages on your new digital life. That's the essence of the book. So I'm okay. going to be going through it. And he's um, he's an architect here in uh-huh. Ontario, and he's just really profited enormously from Zoom over the past year. Um, oh yeah. And uh, and uh, you know, I mean, he runs his whole business by Zoom. All his client meetings, all his um, you know, um, his uh, proposal meetings, all of his. Uh, you know, client, every, everything is by Zoom and everything. So he sent it to me because he he said uh, she's she's kind of described in, you know, 300 pages uh, uh, what your book just did in 44 pages. <laughs> oh, zooming oh, okay, ahead zooming ahead. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I just go to the chase scene. I don't pull around with all that. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you're an entrepreneur and you want to get someplace faster and easier and cheaper, these are good strategies. These are good mindsets. Yeah. 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 So, anyway, but anyway, I'm going to look through it. And you could tell she's writing for the whole world. You know, she's not writing for, she's not writing for the not normal people that are my client base. Right, right, right. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I wonder how this is all going to do for the the uh, you know jet um, travel business. That I think there's a lot of people who have maybe been on the cusp or in the you know yeah, contemplation to, of that. We have a we have a client, Henry Lawson. Uh, who I think he's mm-hmm. probably been in a workshop or two with him over mm-hmm. the years, <clears throat> but he owns a business that markets uh, new jets, new private jets. Yeah. But he's also in the business of managing private jet airports. So mm-hmm. this is, uh, general aviation, what they call general aviation. And uh, he said that um, just in terms of purchasing, this is 
this is probably the greatest year for the sale of brand new jets and used mm-hmm. jets in uh, ever, ever mm-hmm. in the United States. And mm-hmm. he said, and the other thing is that uh, now that people who are <clears throat> business owners or CEOs who have decided that they can live where they want to live because they will do most of their business by Zoom, but nevertheless, they, they have to make flights. Mm-hmm. They are now very, very interested in local, uh, smaller community airports that mm-hmm. will be brought up to, that will be brought up to standards in terms of, you know, their ability to handle, um, jets, private jets yeah. coming in. And, you know, they'll have like the air traffic control will be there and every, everything else so that they yeah. can uh, do this. And he said there's going to be a real boom, um, especially in the middle of the United States, um, mm-hmm. because it's pretty flat, you know, from uh, mm-hmm. from the Allegheny Allegheny Mountains on the east to the, uh, to the Rockies. It's um, it's 1,500, you know, 1,500, 2,000 miles of very, very flat land, and there's a lot of yeah. communities in there. So he said what he's seen is that there will be a big um, building now of, um, of small airports lengthening the runways and they've got land and, uh, yeah. you know, and, um, and, uh, so the person well, we've got, I've done the math. So I'm 11 minutes from the, the, uh, tarmac of the private airport here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done the math on the um, the timing, like to yeah. And theoretically, here you might, you, and theoretically, you might get there ten minutes before you, you know, um, you're would have even taken take off. off. Yeah, that's yeah, the but truth. you would that's just exactly go. It. I mean, you check and they check. Yeah. you know, they have your pat. They, I mean, they do, a, a, you know, a personal check of yeah. your passport and everything else, yeah. and uh, you're on board and off you go. Yeah. But I can't figure out how to make it worth twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, well, my sense there's going to be uh, Uberization of this, you know, yeah. like, uh, and uh, um, um, you'll you'll just um, if you don't mind flying with someone else along the way, you know. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, there you have it. I mean. Uh, somebody, somebody's going to figure out something. You know, somebody's going yeah. to figure out something. And, I don't think uh, there'd be an interest. I mean, there's got to be a shuttle from the island airport to Chicago. It's really, don't place. You got, have you ever seen or looked? Oh into yeah, that? Uh, I've taken. I've taken uh, Porter Porter Airlines goes to Chicago. Oh yeah. The only problem is they go to Midway. And, okay. Uh, yeah. So what we gain on this end, we lose. On I got gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. takes us 20 minutes to get to the island airport from here. Or right. Let's say yeah. a half hour. Uh, we're ready to board in a half hour. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is Midway is an hour from our home in Chicago. So. Right. Um, and O'Hare is 15 minutes from our home in Chicago. So. Yeah. You know, so yeah, but first world problem. They are really. That's exactly right. Yeah, so that's yeah. an interesting comparison, though, Dan, to see the, um, you know, to really practically compare because there are 
it's it's sort of qualitative differences, not functional mm-hmm. difference, really. You know, mm-hmm. like not if you're looking at the conveyance of the information and the uh, access to the ideas and the discussions and the um, you know breakouts and all the stuff that's all there. It's only a it's only a qualitative layer, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're always balancing things anyway. I mean, since you were born and you were conscious that you were alive, um, yeah, you've always been. Yeah, you've been always. It's a uh, time, effort, and energy um, calculation that we all do. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. How much effort do we want to put in to achieving a goal? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so my sense is that um, um, all of us were doing that before COVID. We did it before COVID, and, and we'll be doing that after COVID. You know, and it's an interesting thing that, um, you know, you could essentially it's it's um, there's some digital um, insurance on that in that you know nothing digitally going wrong is going to stop that experience um i was just reading the headlines today there's a supermarket in sweden that uses a u.s um you know it um you know cloud-based kind of uh point of sale and you know accounting or uh commerce system that was forced to close 800 of their stores because they couldn't get the, the bypass, the thing that opens the cash registers, the digital, you know, it's all access (laughs) from the cloud, (laughs) one system managing the 800 stores. It couldn't, uh, that was taken down and so 800 stores couldn't uh, couldn't open up because of one digital hiccup in Austin, Texas. You know, that, well, there's, it's 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 kind of uh, you know uh, it's a two sided coin. The digital world, if yeah. It can if it can multiply your solutions, it can multiply your problems. Well, I think that's it because we literally the biggest danger is we have one point of failure. Yeah. You know, like for most people, the, 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 um, you know, the cloud itself, uh, access to the cloud is through mm-hmm. our phone or whatever, our, our, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, I, uh, because I, you know, I'm, <clears throat> I'm sort of ambivalent about the <clears throat> electric cars. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying I'm against them. I'm not saying I'm for them. I'm kind of neutral because uh, I was neutral about cars, period, and <laughs> before electric cars came along. So I've never yeah. had a well-developed uh, uh, emotional um, – I've not developed very, very much emotion about cars in general. Right. As long as uh, it's a vehicle that gets me from here to there, that's uh, you know really all I care about. 
Yeah. But the uh, one thing they said, uh, people ask me about it because I don't drive it. I, uh, Babs has a Tesla. She's got the same model that you do with the mm-hmm. X. And um, she loves it, you know, and um, and <clears throat> and she likes to pass people. So um, there's a, the, the Tesla is an excellent passing car if you if you want yes. to pass it, but you can you can really pass them <laughs> like yes. that. And uh, and uh, and very definitely, I can tell that the Babs has, gets more meaning out of her car than than I do, but. Uh, but you know we kind of have a situation and i was noticing in california they have uh, energy problems why the state of california should have energy mm-hmm. problems i don't know but they, they have energy problems and they were recommending i'm using i'm stressing the word recommending here that owners of electric vehicles not charge their vehicles during the next 24 hours oh my goodness and I, and I said, wow. I said, well, they're recommending, but in the future, can they just shut you down? I mean, in other words, yeah. Can, do, they have, do they have the master switch? Is one of the requirements for Tesla to operate as a <clears throat> entity or any of the other car companies? Yeah. Electric vehicles showed- that, that state, the state of California has the master switch, and whether you... Uh, uh, you know whether you uh, you know voluntarily shut down your use of your electrical car, or they do it for you. They will have the power to do that. And I said, no, it's harder to do that with gas. That's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I mean, this is a cloud land that we're exploring. So yeah, <clears throat> one thing that a lot of people have told me, you know, what I love about cloud. Bob Landia, no politics. And I said, uh, I said, it's only a matter of time. Absolutely. Hold on. It's only a matter. It's a matter of time. If there's criminals in the in Codlandia, you can bet there's going to be government in Codlandia. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's. We'll, uh, de- we'll demand it. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, that's exactly right. <laughs> Yeah, this is funny to see the, um, you know, I'm imagining there's a series, I've talked about it, and I don't know whether you've seen or, um, but there was a series on uh, the men who built America and then the foods that made America and the cars that made America. They're basically their history lessons of you know, I think it's one of the most brilliantly done series that I've ever seen. Uh, just because they, you you can see everything happening in, at once, it always happens that somebody saw had a vision, somebody saw the opportunity and moved on it, and that then became the platform. And there's a jumping off on all of the. Um, all the levels, like once the railroad was a thing, then all the uh, all the people who used that capability to expand their opportunities, um, you know, really happened mm-hmm. around that, you know. And so I'm imagining coming into, you know, imagining a hundred years from now, looking back at this time 
and seeing who, what were the major, you know, the platform things, the inflection points, the points where we made the, the big shift. And I think, you know, you hit it on the head with the microchip, uh, you know, becoming the, the basis of so much stuff. And now the microchip, I think, um, you know, that led way to the personal computing, to the internet, to the digitization of everything, to the iPhone, which led for the apps. Now we've got all of this app life. And now the, all the big companies are on that app platform, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you start to see now that now that that's there, it's almost, it's kind of funny that the apps are becoming, uh, it's that last stage of democratized, mm-hmm. you know, that's really yeah. what is yeah. uh, coming to yeah, everybody. And one one of the things I noticed, uh, because I'm following the, um, <clears throat> the legislative efforts in the United States, uh, because um, <clears throat> uh, America generally uh, has to deal with big new things faster than the rest of the world does because um, uh, America generally becomes the place where they become bigger and new things become bigger and faster. Not that they're necessarily that they're invented in the United States, but wh- wherever they're invented, Americans will uh, take it and make it bigger than faster than anywhere anywhere else in the world. Uh, because they have the largest community of venturesome consumers, Americans, uh-huh. and they're yeah. connected. You know, it's sort of uh, connected. So yeah, if you if you uh, and the other thing is their capital markets, uh, their capital markets, the you know, venture capital and the funding, the, yeah, and, uh, and that would include government. You know, subsidize subsidizing it. Yeah, yeah. that there's uh, vastly more money in the United States that you can get behind a new idea faster and easier yeah. than any place in the world. And one of the things that I, uh, I see happening is that uh, it's the big platforms. And there's five, probably, that you would call the big platform countries. And these are the five biggest corporations in the world now. These are the five. And it would be um, Google and Apple and um and uh, Microsoft, and uh, and it would be uh, uh, Facebook, Facebook and Amazon. And Amazon. These are the yeah. you know these are yeah. the big the biggest, and mm-hmm. uh, they've been doing something tricky. The uh, platforms, that's their downfall, and that is they've been allowing other people to use their platform to market things. And then they'll look at a particular someone who is um, um, marketing on their platform and is very successful. And they yes. do one of two things, one of two things. One, they say, we'd like to buy into your, we'd like to buy into your company. We'd like mm-hmm. to buy part of your company. Or they don't say that. They don't say anything. What they do is they can measure everything about that company and they create a rival and mm-hmm. so they're, they they go into competition against their own customers, okay. And 
just kind of greed. Uh, they don't have to do this. You know, the, the whole point is they don't have to do this. It's just greed. It's just mm-hmm. total greed that, that they can do it because they can do it. And what's going to happen is I think this is going to be legislated out of existence that if you're a platform, you can't um, build a something to use on your platform that goes into direct competition with the check writers who are uh, writing. You can't be you can't be both. You, you can be one or you can be the other, but you can't be both. And the other thing they're going to say is that you. They also have shown a great desire that certain messaging can't be used on their platform, and that's political messaging that they right. don't really agree with. They don't really agree right. with. And again, the legislation is going to say, you're either a publisher or you're a platform. Which do you want to be? Yeah. You can't be both. Right. You can't be both. So you can't be. Uh, uh, and uh, And the reason why they did that you know, is that they 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 push they push to see if they can get away with it. And I think that what's interesting is that the opposition is just as big on the uh, if you use the two American parties, the opposition to the platforms is just as big on the one side as it is the other. In other words, it's total unanimity on the, on the political level uh, right. to do something about the big platforms and. Uh, this is where serious legislation starts happening really, really quickly. And I think you'll see it, you know, next decade. Uh, you know, yes. Uh, yeah, it takes about 10 years probably from the time something starts to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when there's uh, clarity, clarity on the issue. But, yeah. Uh, this is, yeah, and, uh, you know, and they do what they do and the other people do what they do. But it's one of those issues that uh, they will not have unlimited power to do whatever they want to do. Yeah, and you look at it, you, what was really telling is there's only one of those companies that's even been around for more than two decades. Apple. Microsoft. Well, Microsoft and Apple. Microsoft, Microsoft and Apple, the hardware ones. That's, you know, starting out with that, but what they've become. But then you go know, Google and Amazon and, and uh, Facebook all. Yeah. Yeah, fifteen years, really. Yeah, um, I mean uh, the beginnings are the late seventies, mid mid seventies, late seventies. Yeah, I think so with Jobs and uh, Jobs and Gates. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting to see the, um, you know, to read a book like Abundance now again, mm-hmm. uh, seeing how because that was sort of a future telling book. Fiverr. When, when did it come out? I wonder how old that. Well, I can tell you exactly. I can tell you exactly because I oh, read. Oh, it's got to be eight review. years or nine years old. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was the um, summer of eleven, two thousand eleven. So it's ten well, years. Ten years. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting because that was kind of the ten-year playbook. It was future telling for ten years, and mm-hmm. we really hadn't seen what full like democratization really looked like, you know, at that level yet and seen the beneficiaries of that. And uh, so it's interesting to see how it all has played out because certainly 10 years on, it's a, uh, 
we have a richer understanding of what all of that means. Yeah, and uh, for me, it's uh, things have gotten simpler and clearer. But I would say, from reading the media, uh, yeah, you know, um, I read you know the headlines on the internet. So I'm approaching. It's uh, you know I'm within uh, reaching distance now of my three years of not watching television. So that's the end yeah. of the month. That'd be three years. But I do you know I the news. Um, news platforms on the internet and I just scan the headlines and I read it. But if anything, life has gotten more complex, more confusing, more complicated for most people. Oh yeah, absolutely. The growth of those five corporations and the capabilities that they deal with has not made life easier and simpler and more enjoyable for most yeah. people. Yeah. Well, I look at Certainly all of those, the um, those eight hundred uh, supermarkets. So that that's big. They must be the biggest in Sweden. Eight hundred yeah. is a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can you imagine that would be like Loblaws or whatever getting uh, shut down? Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, wild. Um, but when you look at the, um, you know, overriding. Um, you know, the, we're better and, and worse at the same time. That's really the the bottom line of it. You know, you're saying mm-hmm. like the uh, you know all that stuff. We can literally um, have anything delivered to us within at the very latest tomorrow morning. We get any food that we want in 30 minutes to our house. But all of those things all depend on our digital access. Mm-hmm. I had to go get cash <clears throat> the other day. Lupa and I just spent um, five days at the the Four Seasons in Palm Beach um, last week. And um, you know, I had to get some um, cash. And it's it so odd. It feels, it's rare to even have cash now. Right, and you realize how um, inefficient the whole cash system is. <laughs> but yeah, I have to laugh. <laughs> yeah, why? Well, it's inefficient. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really inefficient. You go to a machine, you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you were at you were it was in the same building where you were. <laughs> That's true. You Isn't that to, funny you that our standards the, are inefficient? Take, you had to take the elevator down and ask somebody where the machine was. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That was exactly it, Dan. God, I can't believe the inconvenience that you've been through since I've talked to you last. But the interesting thing was their ATM was actually down and oh. they they gave me uh cash on my uh Oh yeah. The, yeah. yeah. The four so we'll seasons will do that. Yeah. For I yeah. mean hey, four four seasons is four seasons. Yeah, yeah. But I mean it's just <laughs> it is we're chuckling, you know, I mean you just see the absurdity of what I decided. You're absolutely right. But it's so inconvenient, but even the next, when you go to the next level, 
it's like that level of convenience is ratcheted in and nobody goes backwards now. Like I had yeah. to actually like go somewhere and stand there and, you know, seek out the cash. It's like, instead of everything I want coming to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, uh, I'm the cash man around, uh, our household. Absolutely. Are you, you got any, yeah. you got any money? Did you have any cash? I said, sure. How much do you need? And she says, mm-hmm. you only have 400. I said, yeah, I'll have to go to a different jacket. <laughs> you got them stacked all through the all through the house. I got yeah. I got winter coats and jackets, like and a squirrel with his nuts inside right. inside yeah. pockets. Yeah, and yeah, you know, they're, yeah. There's the queen pictures of the queen on them. You know, they're all yeah, they're all twenties, twenties. Yeah, said, sure, for sure. I got four. I'll give you four hundred. Yeah. yeah. So right. <laughs> anyway, but. And, uh, you know, it's an old habit. It makes me feel good. <laughs> I remember when I had less cash around <laughs> yeah. 40, 50 years ago. I want to tell you yeah. something that uh, was a delight that I haven't talked to you about. Uh, Eleonora, who's my main Zoom, you know, um, facilitator, um, yeah. she got a... Uh, invitation, a speech invitation. If Dan would talk to a, a, a entrepreneurial program at a high school, okay, and ah. uh, it's the high school where I spent twelve years, twelve years in the building from first grade to twelfth grade in Norwalk, Ohio, St. Paul's High School, and they have an entrepreneurial program, and they wondered if Dan Sullivan would talk to the to the members of their entrepreneurial program. And I said, Zoom. And they said, absolutely, Zoom. And so it's in the calendar. I think it's September. Uh, I'll do it. And I was just totally delighted because next year will be 60 years since I graduated wow. uh, from high school. And I said, um, I think they've got a 60-year rule that will invite them back after they've graduated. If they're still alive 60 years after they've graduated and they're doing something, we'll invite them back. <laughs> ah, that's so funny. Yeah, but I was real pleased because uh, this town that I graduated from is the birthplace of the Fisher brothers who were the main body makers for all of General Motors from around the 1920s. I still think it's called uh, Body by Fisher. With oh, GM cars, wow. and they were all born there, and there were seven of them, and five of them, I think five of them ended up with a company in Detroit. So that was that. And then there was a trucking company called Norwalk Truck Lines. Uh, and when I was in the fifties, it was the largest independently owned truck line in the world, and it was they had about eight hundred trucks, and they basically went as far west as Chicago and St. Louis, and then they had the whole East Coast, you know, mm-hmm. down to, I think, uh, probably D.C. They didn't go much fur- further than South D.C., but then they had the, all of New England and, you know, a lot of the Midwest. And uh, that was there. And um, uh, the other thing is that, in, I don't know if you knew this, but from the 1890s until the 1930s, there was inner city rail, electric rail, um, and um, 
there was a map of northern Ohio, and this was one of the most intense interurban. It was called interurban rail, and uh, it kind of got started in Norwalk, uh, in the town of Norwalk. And uh, they had uh, cars coming by every half hour. You could get on. You went west. You could get to Toledo in about you know two and a half hours. If you went east, you could get to you could get to Cleveland in about two and a half hours. And that ran from six thirty in the morning till eleven o'clock at night every half hour. Wow! So like a commuter. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm going to tell the classes that they you know that this was a major, uh, and they had two car companies there in the early 1900s that eventually got bought up you know in the general consolidation of the industry. But they had two mm-hmm. automobile industries, and there was a man who started an electric company. Norwalk to make magnetos, and I had to look up what magnetos are. You know, they're sort of a early um, generator of electricity. And uh-huh. his partner was a young man from the next town by the name of Thomas Edison. Oh my! Wow! I didn't realize. So I'm going to Edison. I'm going to start off, and I say I just want to tell you, in case you don't know the history of your town when it comes yeah. to entrepreneurism, when it comes to yeah. entrepreneurism. And because uh, I'm talking to 18 year olds, uh, 17 and 18 year olds, and I, I bet they don't know much history. No, I bet you're right. I mean, that was funny that, uh, you know, Philip, we were during quarantine when he was homeschooling, that was, you know, we were watching this series at lunch. We watched yeah. a different episode, and he went back to school, and in his history class, uh, one of the assignments or one of the things they were doing was watching this series <laughs> or a few of the episodes <laughs> of this uh, series. So he had like a uh, jump start on everything. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I, 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 that, it's really interesting. The disappearance of historical knowledge is really, um, you know, um, it's a phenomenon that happened, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it certainly happened completely in my lifetime because you were, you know, you were marinated in history and geography yeah. and uh, politics. And now I, I just, uh, it's just really interesting to me. Of course, we're the, you know, we're the people who know the most history because up until you know, uh, schooling actually started in the yeah. 1800s. Nobody, um, hardly anybody really knew history. You know, nobody oral uh, and all the could, stories. Well, and you couldn't see videos, and you couldn't read. You know, so we probably yeah. generally know more history than they did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at this; it's so amazing. It dawns on me. I was doing a lot of one of my favorite things to do is. Uh, is just to think, you know, just to like, not, not with my journal, not in a direct thing, but observing and thinking. And, and I was realizing how much of, if you just really take where we are right now, like looking back, you know, in, in the grand scheme of the history of mankind, this, where we, the last 200 years, let's say, where all of the, development has happened 
is mm-hmm. really just like a blip, a uh, micro, you know, moment in the grand yep. scheme of how long we've been around, right? And you well, realize I mean, now, they're like, pretty, they're as distinct from, let's say, humans distinct from Neanderthals and uh, Denisovans, you know, there are all these other, yeah. uh, basically human-like uh, creatures. It's, it's at least 200,000 yeah. years. It's at least yeah. 200,000 years since we've been distinct from them. And yeah. it's probably been about 1.5 million since there were human-like as opposed yeah. to ape-like, ape-like creatures. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But even you think 2000, yeah. you, you think back to, you know, the philosophers at the Agora sitting in the, uh, yeah. talking and having well, conversations yeah. or whatever, the great yeah. things. But when you realize how much of what we do, how much of our society is really like just made up stuff. That's not really any, I mean, you you've, look at you know, what uh, we do and you've built an amazing company and, and empire, let's call it, on people paying you money to come and think about their thinking. <laughs> like what an amazing, ding, ding. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, really, you know, it's the lo- just the little so- ones are li- the little Dean. The little ones are listening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just so- well, well, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really it, right? Like that's, and then when they're thinking about that thinking, then we come and come see me, and we'll talk about how to tell the other people about what you've thought in a way that makes them give you money yeah. to, to do what you do. Um, we're lucky souls, you and I. We really are, and as a society, I mean, it's just so. You realize you say these things, like I, you, know, you look back and you chuckling at me saying how inconvenient it was to get cash, and when you think back in the comparison, lugging around your chickens and donkeys to to trade things for at all times. It's gotta be a uh, oh now I go life, to a bank life is amazing. What a life I'm we going live. To, going to a bank teller. I can't remember the yeah. last time I was in a bank. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, but you know the the thing is that there's um uh you know, my you know, one of the things it's kinda of like the Jeff Bezos thing, so what doesn't change? You know, because yeah. you, know, yeah. you, you can build you can build the future on what will be the same ten years from now. You know, that's and, the uh, truth. Yeah. You know, so so I think that um, I think that you got to choose one or the other of two possibilities for being an entrepreneur. Um, one, things that will never change, but they'll continue to grow. You know, in other yes. words, they don't change, but there will be more people in the future who are willing to pay for this or be on completely on top of change and be the change master. 
yeah. in other words, be the, you know, like uh, you're almost, you know, you're changing by you're a culture maker, you're, you know, yeah. you're, you're an influencer and everything, and you have to be on top of everything, and you have to be, uh, you know, you have to be um, giving people new stuff every single day. And yeah. both of them are completely viable entrepreneurial models. I think anything in the middle uh, is um, less good because it doesn't change all the time, but it's going to be disrupted by changes that it didn't notice. Well, strategic thinking for entrepreneurs is never going to go out of style. We got no. that going for us. Yeah. Well, there's more of them. They're making more of them. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really. Yeah, I'm reading. Uh, I'm reading all the <clears throat> court cases that uh, went on between roughly 1760 and 1776. So this would be a 15-year period. 1661, 1761, 1776. 15 years. Yeah. In the in the colonies, Boston, New York, Philadelphia, and everything. Of, yeah. Um, of objecting to what the British government was doing. And um, for the most part, these would be court cases that the colonies, people like John Adams and, uh, yeah. and Jefferson and Madison, they were bringing that they weren't being treated properly. The, the government, first of all, they they suspected the government in London of being ignorant. They, they don't understand what life is like in uh, the mm. colonies. We're just as smart as you are. We read as much as you do. We talk about things the same way you do. But you don't take us into account when you're making your laws. And we want you to know that um, this is not heading in a good direction as far as you're concerned. Right. Yeah. But it's really interesting. It's really interesting to read these. How did you even think to, like, what what prompted that line of, Book review. I just came across a book, you know, that's oh, okay. somebody said really, and it's, uh, and the title of the book is called, uh, the words that made us. Okay. Yeah. And it's really good. I mean, it's really yeah. incredibly articulate. These were incredibly articulate people. I mean, uh, yeah. And everybody read newspapers, uh, newspapers were the, um, they were the social media of the day. Yeah, right. And, you know, and um, hundreds and hundreds of printers were pumping out pamphlets. And Newspapers, yeah, that was... There's the platform. There's, that's a perfect example of the, the root of, you know, from Gutenberg, uh, that when Gutenberg created all of the, the press that now, that was the first sort of... Um, the newspapers were the yeah. first uh, sort of um, beneficiaries built on that platform. Well, not only that, but it's the first uh, right that people have in the United yeah. States that is protected protected by the Constitution. First, yeah. first Amendment is freedom of speech in uh-huh. any form, and uh, that's being you know it's being tampered with right now. People are yeah, saying, um, yeah. So uh, yeah. Um, that's that's why it's not heading in a good direction for the big platforms because they're not fundamentally understanding how important this is. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, another 
Are we done? Oh my yeah, goodness, no. Dan. Yeah. Oh, we're That's eight great. minutes over. Look at us. I lose yeah. all track. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> there's nice to be back. Yeah, we skipped. Yes. We had a we had a week off, so yeah. But I'll yeah, be I'll uh, see you um, next week. Back and in our you'll be in Chicago pretty soon. <laughs> Fingers crossed. That's right. Oh yeah, I'll be in Chicago in the, not this week, next week, right? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Very it's excited a good one. about that. All right. Okay, Dan. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Bye.